0: An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort, a word of challenge, a word of hope, and a word of guidance for our lives. Make our hearts soft and plant your word in us that it may bear fruit through our lives. Amen. Two words, two words that hold the power to turn the world upside down. Two words that when spoken or heard have the power to elicit uh, an intensity of emotion like no other. When these words are used, they have been known to cause jubilation and pure joy. But these same two words sometimes bring fear or anxiety or worry. When spoken in some situations, even anger and sadness— But regardless of the person speaking or listening or the circumstances, these two words always mean that everything is about to change. Do you know what two words I'm talking about? I'm pregnant. No, I'm not pregnant. I mean the words. Be clear. The two words that hold so much power, right? They have the power to make somebody's face go like this. Or to go like this right? For those who are parents, you know the wonder of these two words when they were first spoken about your life and the joy they brought. You think about a a young couple uh, getting married and starting their life together and beginning a family. These words bring joy and celebration. But I also remember uh, dear family friends, when I was growing up, who um, they had three kids, the oldest was finished with college, their youngest was just about to finish high school, and they were excited to move into this new empty nester season in life when she turns to her husband one day and says, honey, guess what, I'm pregnant, and everything changed, right? I also remember a friend in high school who when he was 16, his girlfriend turned to him and said those words. And for them, they carried fear and shame and uncertainty because everything changed. At some point in our lives, we all hear these words, whether that's about ourselves or family members or friends, and we always hope to hear them in ideal circumstances and that they would bring joy, but sometimes we are surprised. Now, the Bible doesn't give us a clear description of the look on Mary's face when she speaks these words to Joseph, or the initial reaction of Joseph when he hears the words. But we can imagine, right? I imagine on Mary's face was a mixture of excitement about what she had learned from the angel, but also fear and worry. How will Joseph react? What will we tell our families? Joseph, upon hearing this story, did he have a look of shock or sadness or disbelief? I wonder how long was the silence between Mary speaking these words and Joseph responding. That silence that comes in weighing a decision that will forever alter the trajectory of one's life and who you will become. Have you ever had one of those pivotal moments in your life, a moment where you're faced with a decision and and you're not sure which way to go? You're at this crossroads and you know that whichever choice you make your life will never be the same. When we find ourselves in critical, pivotal moments like this, how do we decide which way to go? Now, the Bible doesn't give us all the details about Joseph and Mary's conversation, but it gives us enough to relate to their story. So we don't know a lot about this man Joseph from the Bible, but I think what counts we find in these few verses here in Matthew. So here his young wife-to-be shows up. She's pregnant and and carries with her this eccentric, unbelievable tale about the Holy Spirit. I imagine Joseph thinking at first, of all the excuses one would come up with, this is not what I saw coming. I have to think a lot of men would have reacted with anger or judgment, but not Joseph. Joseph. He doesn't rage, he doesn't threaten, but instead he seems to respond with a quiet respect, with compassion. In fact, the text says this, being a righteous man, he was unwilling to expose her to public disgrace. Now don't pass over this verse too quickly. What was the consequence, according to Mosaic law, for someone becoming pregnant out of wedlock and in their circumstance would have been considered adultery? Anyone remember? It's death, being stoned to death. That was what was in the law. And so Joseph knows this, and in that moment, he doesn't think of himself, but he swallows his pride, and he doesn't think about his own dignity or his own image in the community, but he chooses to keep this as quiet as possible to save Mary's life. And he does this before the angel visits. He chooses compassion and care for Mary and this unborn child that's not his before the angel visits. And this next sentence, I think, is interesting as well. And just after he had resolved to do this, which tells me that he seriously wrestled with this decision. Was it for a day or a week or a few hours? We have no idea, but he gave it serious, agonizing thought. Do I believe her crazy story, or do I quietly break off this betrothal? And it's only then, after all of this, the angel finally shows up to visit him after giving the chance to show what kind of man he is, a person of kindness, of compassion, of integrity. And then the angel shows up in a dream. And now, this is the first lesson I think we learn from Joseph. When we find ourselves at a crossroad in our own lives, facing a decision that's going to alter everything, we may not know what to do, but we do know who we want to be. You know, sometimes I might not know what decision is best, which path to take, but in the middle of this, I know I want to be a person of integrity and let that guide me, a person of compassion, a person of faithfulness. See, we may not know what to do, but we do know who we want to be. Now, you might be thinking, Josh, that's helpful, but when I've, uh, I have trouble relating to this story because when I've had to make these decisions in my life, I've never had an angel show up face to face and tell me exactly which way to go. Sure, Joseph agonized over it for a, few, for a bit, but then this angel came and they talked and made it super clear. Anybody else thinking that this morning a little bit? <clears throat> Anybody else thinking, well, I have angels show up all the time. If you do, let's talk. <clears throat> I thought that too, but then I noticed this. In Luke's gospel... We get Mary's version of events, and if you remember, Mary actually had an angel show up and talk with her. They had this face-to-face conversation, a little Q&A to clear some things up. Her angel even had a name, Gabriel. But let's look at Joseph's situation today. It says, an angel of the Lord, no name, mind you, appeared to him in a dream. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I would trust much of anything that comes to me in a dream. But for Joseph, it's enough. He believes and he steps out in obedience, which gives us another part of the lesson we learned from Joseph today. When it comes to discernment, to seeking God's guidance at these hinge points in our lives, how do we know? I think there's three things There's an openness to hearing from from God. There's confirmation from others in our lives around us. And then third, there's obedient faith. So when I found myself asking God for guidance in my life, that's not a time for closing my spiritual ears. That's not a time for being a skeptic. That's a time for opening ourselves up to hear what God might be trying to tell us. I was thinking back on a time recently in my life where I was struggling with a decision, struggling with something, and I was praying about this, saying, God, just give me something, some direction, some reassurance. And over the course of a week, there were like three different small things that happened no miracles, no angel visits in a dream or otherwise, but they all seemed to be pointing very clearly the same direction. And the thing is, I missed all three of them. until the third one, and I was starting to pray about this again, and I felt like God was saying, "Um, Josh, hello, and I saw it, and I went, oh, and then I remembered these other things throughout the week, and went, oh, God is moving in this, but there's also confirmation from others around us, right? I mean, think about our story today. If the angel had just uh, shown up for Joseph, and nothing else was going on, it wouldn't have made any sense, Or if the angel only appeared to Mary, it, would Joseph have ever come around to believe her? And then also, if you remember the whole story, Mary's relative Elizabeth and Zechariah, they uh, found out that they were going to have a child when they were far beyond their childbearing years and thought that they were barren and would never have kids. So they're paying attention to these things around them, confirming that God is moving here. God is up to something. And after that, finally, there's the third thing, obedient faith. In the end, sometimes we simply have to take a step out in faith. We long for certainty, but most of the time, moving forward involves a leap of faith, trusting that God is with us. Now for Joseph and Mary, they said yes. They had angelic guidance, yes. They are a model of obedience, sure. You better believe they still had fears. They still had struggles. They still had doubts, But they moved forward, they said yes, and they stepped out in faith. Because in the end, we can trust the name of Jesus, Emmanuel. It means God is with us. That whatever path we take in our lives, be it the right one or the long and winding one, we know that God is Emmanuel. God is with us every step of the way. And to close today... I wanted to share a song with you about Joseph's story that we used to sing every Christmas Eve at my church growing up, and I hope you enjoy.
1: it be <laughs> this baby bones. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. Father, show me where How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face and hands so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. Show me where I fit into this plan of yours How can a man be father to the son of God Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter How can I raise a king? How can I raise a Could it be, this baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully?
0: So friends, wherever you find yourself today, whatever obstacle is in front of you, whatever decision you're facing, may you be inspired by Joseph and Mary's story who stepped out in faith, knowing that Jesus is Emmanuel and God is with you today, now and tomorrow and every step along the way. Amen.